All right, folks, we're back for another edition of the Raptors 2K podcast brought to you by our friends at Uber Eats. It's your boy, EE, Phil Visu, my man, Shane. Uh, we are really stringing together these episodes, Shane. Personally, I'm very proud of us. The commitment that we have shown to one another <laughs> for this past two weeks has been like, and it all started with the Twitter follow. Did you notice that? Did you notice that? I did that? notice that. Yeah, the, the chemistry, right? It's It's forming. It's really developing, but yeah, we're on a roll, man. We're cooking. We went like we did a little, a little spurt in the beginning, and then we were just like dead for a while. And uh, yep. now we're meeting so often that you know, I was just asking you, hey, anything going on in your life that we can kind of open up the banter with? And because we are so up to speed on one another's lives, the only thing you could think of was the fact that Chipotle didn't charge you for double meat the other day. So yeah, we're 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 in lockstep at the moment. You know what? And that's okay. You know what I'm saying? That's okay. At any given moment, yeah, something man. could pop up for the next podcast. So we're not even going to worry about that too much. But obviously not too much going on in my day today. How about yourself, Shane? I know you're a very busy man. So why don't you catch us up on what's been going on? Yeah, man. Just, uh, you know, between meetings, making time to to record the pod here for Raptors Uprising. We've got uh, the AMP guys are in Atlanta shooting and I'll be heading down there in a couple of days. We're doing another park takeover um, for anyone who's Ooh. keeping up with AMP. You know, we did a, we tried to do a park takeover video uh, back in June, like like prime heat in Atlanta it was so hot uh, and way more people showed up than we even anticipated. I mean, we knew it was gonna be a good turnout, but it was just crazy. And um, so we put out a video announcing that we're gonna run it back. Uh, and you know, everyone's been asking, where's that video? Where's that video? Cause they saw on social that it was, it was crazy packed. And what's funny is in, uh, our promo video for the, the remake, uh, the redo on, on Saturday this weekend, um, agent talks about how we ran out of water and people are passing out. And I saw some people in the comments, you know, talking about how'd you run out of water, you know, can't everyone bring their own water. So true story, some dude stole our cooler at our park takeover and started selling it for $5 a pop to the people who attended our park takeover. And so I'm getting, I wasn't there. I'm getting these messages from the crew and they're like, yeah, someone stole our water and he's selling it. I'm like, we have armed security. Like, how is this happening right now? You know, someone grabbed the rain. So anyway, uh, I love the crew. They do a fantastic job. That was a particularly difficult one to handle. And in all fairness, they had been out there since like noon setting up, you know, five hours before we even started shooting. And apparently it was just the hottest oh, okay, day ever yeah. in, in, in Georgia. So, so I get it, you know, a little later in the season, we're going to do it a little later in the night. We're under a covered court this time around and, uh, and I'll be down there to help just, you know, make sure no one steals our cooler and start selling the water back to our fans like, like last time. That is actually insanely wild, but you know what? I'm I'm for it. I'm for it. You know, get the you know get it any means you can. Uh, no, don't actually do that. That's terrible. That's actually just, just yeah. You gotta respect the hustle. Um, that's for sure. I do. You know what? We can get our hustle on the right way though, because I was telling you about you know how I got lucky with that Chipotle not too long ago. Today is the day that my order arrives before you, because <laughs> we'll I've see. already put it in. We'll see. You want to I've wager on that? I already put it in. <laughs> oh, you're oh, you're, you're jumping the gun. <clears throat> What'd yes, you order? What'd I'm you order? hedging my bet. I actually ordered from a place. It's called Sushi Damu. Okay, mm. and they prepare. This you're always into that sushi. Immaculate, immaculate tuna roll, Philadelphia roll, and that's on its way. Though I did check nice. the ETA not too long ago, and there's a good chance you're still gonna win. So <laughs> go right ahead and place your order. Unfortunately. What? One of my uh, new favorites, uh, I love discovering new favorites on Uber Eats. Uh, it's from a spot called In a Bowl, uh, and they do kind of like custom bowls, but I don't even do the bowls. I love their beef short rib, sort of like Jamaican teriyaki, or sorry, 
uh, Japanese teriyaki style uh, beef short ribs, those little thin sliced beef short ribs. Yeah, yep. on rice with just like perfectly steamed vegetable or perfectly steamed broccoli. Broccoli is my favorite vegetable, kind of like al dente broccoli. So it's like a little cooked, but it's still kind of crispy. You know what I mean? I hate when the broccoli Broccoli's gets too good. soft. Yeah, that's probably my favorite veggie, to be honest. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That's been a regular for me lately. Shout out Uber Eats. Right, Appreciate well, the lunch. Yeah, Uber Eats holding it down for us, man. Uh, well, we'll see who gets here first. I, again, this ETA is not looking too promising. But nonetheless, when it does arrive, it'll feel good to eat after a successful podcast has been completed. No Raptors 2K podcast can be successful without a guest, without one of the many guests that we have come on. And this time we have somebody very special joining us. The homie Kenny Got Work. Bring him on the in. The true homie. The OG homie. Yes, the first OG ever Raptors man. Uprising player. What up, Kenny? And still with What's the going team, on, fellas? What, five years later, Kenny? Is that is that accurate? Five is that the journey has been five years it's, with the team? This was year five. Uh, we just wrapped it up, you know, short season, but um, looking forward to what the what the future holds. We were, uh, I saw Kenny on the weekend. Kenny, we'll have to acknowledge that. Told Kenny uh, Saint and Type to come out to a club. I was out with some friends for a birthday in Toronto. I don't go downtown too often anymore. I, you know, those who've been following, I'm a boomer. I live in the suburbs. Uh, but it happened to be that you know we were doing this thing for my friend's birthday, and you know I knew it was the end of the season. I really wanted to see the guys out in you know more of a social way. So had a good time, Kenny. I think I may have ninja vanished towards the end. My friend uh, was not in great shape by the end of the night and needed to get home quick. And uh, I woke up next morning. I'm like, man, I hope I. Uh, I know we had a good time. I know we spent a lot of time together during the night, but uh, I don't quite remember the end of the night. So uh, a little fuzzy by the end there. But it was great, great to see you guys, and you know, not in a work environment for for the first time this season. Oh, man, I appreciate the invite. Uh, I know you're a very busy man these days, so I couldn't not show up and uh, bring the guys <laughs> out with me. So I'm really glad yeah, that you invited us. That's yeah, actually a really good point. Like, like, what was like this season like for you without Shane? Like, actually, like in charge of like the esports program and everything. Like, was that like a, a different shift for like you and the team in general? Yeah, no, it, it definitely was different. Um, especially kind of like on the business stuff on the business side because Shane took care of all of the content. Like it, it felt like it was way less content this year. And uh mm. and I think that's that's a big part of what Shane was, was doing. Um great for us. And then we brought on like Sam Fam and uh and Kev stepped up into his coaching role. So the way everything was engineered it was like completely different. Um but you know we making strides toward you know better better results. But it, it was, yeah, I, I would say it was different, a different experience. Yeah, we, the last time we recorded, Phil, I was saying I'm getting a smoothie because I was heading down to meet uh, Kenny and the team and, and all the staff as well for like an yeah. end of season dinner uh, at Real Sports. And so we were chatting uh, that night about it. And, you know, I think like the expression that pressure makes diamonds is true. You know, we were talking about the coaching process and, you know, the fact that the team struggled this year and, you know, Sumit's, you know, asking me for, you know, input, you know, what do you think we, we need to revise? You've been kind of keeping a finger on the pulse of what the, the team is doing. And, you know, Kenny agreed, like, really the, the coaching staff and, you know, the analyst team uh, did more than we've ever done before. You know, I think the, the lack of results kind of forced us, you know, forced them to feel like they needed to do it. And probably, you know, my absence was like, okay, now it's all on us. We got to make sure that, you know, everyone knows we're, we're doing everything we can, but I really feel like the team did everything, you know, they could this year. Sometimes it's just hard to put, you know, a 2K team together with, especially with like the variability of how the game's going to play. It's just really hard, honestly, to know in the off season, 
uh, whether the team you put together is going to click with the with the league build. But you know, I'm really impressed by the process that was built, and I think that you know, uh, if we can get right next year, I think the habits that were developed uh, this year are going to you know really lead to you know great things for the future. So I think the organization grew, even though it was you know inarguably a, a down season for us performance wise. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I feel that. Uh, the, the X's and O's was there. We was well prepared. It was just a matter of us coming out and execute. And we didn't execute in game. So that's why we fell short. Pretty much everything. This is, season. That, is, is that where, like, is that how you would, like, just describe, I guess, season five, like, or the season five in general? You know what I mean? Like, because, I mean, you know, you guys are all freaking good. You know what I'm saying? Like, that is just no yeah. question about that. But just to underperform uh, in that manner, definitely surprised a lot of people, myself included. Like, if you had, like, kind of pinpoint what went wrong, what would you say was was the cause of it, my guy? Man, I, I would say we we wasn't moving as a team all year long. And if you're not moving as one, it's going to be hard to win games in, in this league. And, it, and it's been proven um, throughout, throughout the five years. And I think it kind of showed. We had good stretches where we looked good in uh, scrimmages and things like that, but we was never just a collective unit um, all, all year long. Like we had little spurts, but it wasn't consistent, and that's why. And I, I seen some tweet today. I think on ESPN, uh, they post like the teams and the winnings from this season, and the league has done such a great job of giving us opportunities to win like cash from 3v3 to 5v5 and all these tournaments that we're <clears throat> we're playing in and i think we didn't win like nothing like this season yeah it just, so just tells you of, yeah it just tells you the type of season and and we've had i've had success in this league so i come in um with a mindset that we're gonna win something you know so i kind of i guess you can say press the pressure on myself but I, I didn't come in this league to make base salary, you know. So yeah, have those type of those type of seasons, and then especially at this point in my career, you know, I'm I'm 32 years old now, man. You know, these young guys coming in, uh, hungry. But uh, but yeah, it it's just you got to take the wins with the losses and got to bounce back, you know, learn from it. Half a decade in the league, man. That's uh, a milestone. Undoubtedly, we were that saying is. at that dinner, we were like, we were saying at that dinner, like, you know, how many, how many guys are still in the league from season one? Uh, but then if you add the variable of how many guys are still on the same team since season one, I mean, Kenny is really a unicorn, you know, in this player community. Nah, definitely. You had uh, yeah, that conversation was crazy. I, I think on on the same team now, or the, the guys that came in, they're still on the same team. You probably can count on like one hand, right? It's like it's you, Dave, Dave Fry. Oh, no, no. Dave Fry was Dallas. Shit. Dave Fry was with the Mavs. Yeah. Yeah, so, shit. Hmm. <laughs> exactly. And then, yeah. That's tough. Who right? even is? Yeah. Who even is still on the same? Oh, well, uh, authentic African. Uh, yeah. Okay. True. Me, He's been Chris forever. Me, authentic. Uh, man, so many guys bounced around this year. Oh, my goodness. Me, authentic. Because for a while you had the Mama uh, Walnut connection, but then that's been blown up for a couple seasons now. Um, is that it? Is it literally just you and Authentic? That actually might be it. It's funny because we have had this like weird like connection to Authentic and Lang and the Grizz since the very beginning. 
because we had Ogie as a coach who helped me really draft the team in season one, who was really good friends with Authentic Africa. That was his like best mate in like 2K, you know, retail. And he was in my ear about drafting Authentic, drafting Authentic. And, and, and we were convinced to do so, but we pushed him off from using our first pick for him. So we're like, we'll use our second pick for him. And he was on the board and, and the Grizz were drafting one pick before us in, in the second round. It was like a snake draft. And um, he was on the board and then, and then Lang grabbed him one pick before us. Uh, and we went with the Toxies instead. And then, you know, Kenny's from Memphis, Authentic's from Toronto. And then we just keep having these like rivalries with them where we've been kind of like neck and neck in standings many years and like had to play like big games against each other and stuff like that. It's like we've just always been connected to, to Lang and Authentic. It's wild now to think that like you two are some of the only two that are still on your original teams. Crazy how that I guess Ramo counts, right? But he he had that brief stint on the Pacers. No, he left. But yeah, he, is, he left. Yeah. yeah, but he is back on Detroit. He's back. I mean, he's be- he's, he went back, you know. I don't know. I'm true. It's tough right now. I think that's a big asterisk. I think that's a big asterisk. But you're right. The way we framed the question, who's on the, who's still on their first team, but yeah. I think it's who's been on that team the the entire time, you know, all five seasons. And it speaks volumes, man. It speaks volumes about your character. I mean, we all know authentic African, you know, even though he talks a lot of shit about our organization, you know, we all know him to be a great guy. He's got you know really, really big heart. Um, you know. 2K League, I think, is great, especially for the six months. I think the compensation and having like pretty much low or no cost living while you're here. I mean, I think it's a you know it's it's fair compensation for you know where the industry's at right now, and where the league's at right now. But I mean, it's still not like you know you have lots of excess to do what you want with the money type thing. And I remember you know since season one, Authentic Africans been like sponsoring kids in in Africa and you know just really giving back uh, in a super generous way. You know, it's not like he's just you know swimming in money to be able to do that. So. Um, he's always really, you know, stood out to me, and and I had a great experience with him before uh, the first draft. I invited him and Ogi to a Raptor game and had a great night out with them and all that. But since then, for whatever reason, he's chosen us to be his least favorite team in the league. And every <laughs> opportunity he gets in interviews, he makes sure to remind the uh, the audience of that. Um, someday we'll have to bury the hatchet, I guess. You know, maybe when he's uh, when he retires or he moves out of out of Grizzland, we'll uh, bring him to a Raptor game and we'll make sure that he's you know a big fan of Toronto again. Uh, it really don't make sense to me that this is his worst team because, like, I'm actually right. I don't know where it came team. from. Like, really good friends with him. Like, I talked to him. Like, even when I'm in Memphis and he's still there, like, we link up. Like, it's crazy. I never asked him about it, but you know. I think you know. Scott Cole really eggs him on to be honest, because he like said it one time, and it was in one of those seasons, I don't know if it was season one or I think it might've been down the stretch of season one. And we were getting really cocky. We were winning and we were getting really cocky with our content and just kind of, you know, talking trash, trying to like get the social banter going. And so I think it might've been that it might've been just that he's a humble guy and we were being like, you know, we were being pretty loud with our brand on social media. So that may have been what kind of turned him off initially. And again, we were like competing neck and neck for those final playoff spots. Um, But he said something in one interview and I swear Scott has just been pouring gasoline on it ever since. So I blame Scott for catalyzing. Like that, that anger. <laughs> yeah. I love that about Scott. I always tell him. Go ahead, Ken. No, I was just saying that's some. Uh, this sounds like Scott. Like what, what Phil said. Yeah. Uh, no, you give him. Scott, some kind Scott of always he, lets it fly. He's gonna go with it. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. He always lets it that's fly, true. but he keeps it authentic on the broadcast. I love that about him for sure. Definitely appreciate that. Um, one thing that for your, that get your perspective on too, Kenny, is like when I when I was doing league stuff, it was all in New York. It was on you know I like New York. It's a it's a chill city, a little too busy sometimes. It's still a chill city. Yeah. Um. But this, you know, this last couple seasons, you know, doing stuff. Yeah. In uh, Indiana, or, or like, what's the the comparison between the two? Do you have like a preference on where you'd rather play your live events and spend your time? Between New York and Indy. Yeah. 
I I would have to go with um, Indiana. It's really yeah. The reason why people keep yeah. saying that why yeah. Um, the studio is it, better. It's like more convenient. Obviously, New York is the better city. Like, don't get me wrong, but um, my my experience like being in the studio is like it was much more space. Um, you know, I get to New York, man, and not to talk down on them, but traffic it it takes an hour to get to my to my hotel, like on a on a Tuesday. And then coming from the, <laughs> coming from the hotel to go to practice in the at the facility, uh, yeah, the rooms was limited. Um, so you probably had like three training rooms, which was just bad. But if you're trying to go to the Brooklyn Bridge from uh, what, what was that, Manhattan, or yep, it yeah. took what 20, 30 minutes just to cross the bridge. When in reality, it should be what five, ten minutes. You could probably walk it faster, traffic, yeah. It, it 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 just seemed like a kind of like dirty city, man. You got trash all over the street, and <laughs> it was it was, it was just Fam- famous. Famous used to famous used to always rip on the smell. He'd get there and he'd be like, ah, nothing like the smell of piss on a game day, kind of thing. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, I, I hear you. Like you know, definitely because the league did this whole like hub city thing, right? Where I don't know how many teams it is, but you know, several of the teams in the league now have their players living in, in kind of centralized housing in Indy. Um, you know, obviously there's like that, that frees up budget, right? So when you're, when your yeah. hard costs are less, cause you don't have a studio, you know, right in, in Manhattan, um, that frees up money to spend on extra amenities, more space, all that kind of stuff. I think New York is just such a great 2k city. Like there's such a 2k player base there that, um, you know, I think that the the missed opportunity was that pandemic season when the league had that like beautiful new studio right smack in Manhattan. You know, we didn't have to yeah. go across to Queens and then it, we never got to even see it. You know, all we ever saw were those photos and that one like time lapse video of them setting it up. But that would have been amazing. You know, if the pandemic hadn't happened, obviously a lot of, you know, b- bad things wouldn't have happened had that not yeah. occurred. But had it not happened, the 2K League would have been in New York, would have been in that big, crazy studio. And I bet you that would have done wonders for, like, the studio audience. And I doubt we ever would have left. You know what I mean? I don't I don't think it would have, it would have you know, moved to Indy if we yeah. had that pandemic season. And, and that's kind of the main reason I, I go with uh, Indy over New York because of the studio. Now, if we did get to see that new uh, state-of-the-art facility that they were showing us, at least from what it looked like, then... I probably would say New York, but I'm gonna go in. And uh, producer Johnny just uh, let us know that Wolf has also been on the Pacers since season one. My guy Wolf, yeah. I knew there had to be another one. Like I knew it was another <laughs> one. <laughs> what, what do you like better in Toronto? The uh, the old model, the Bell Five House model, or the new model, the condos downtown with the separate facility? All right, um, you know it was it was four seasons in the Bell Five, so I just can't. Throw that out the way. Um, I had my best season in the Bell Five. It was it was so convenient, you know, to just go right downstairs and it's your work area. But um, I, I it's it's so much better being downtown in Liberty Village. Um, you know, first of all, we have single single condos, single apartments, and in a nice area down here. Um, second of all, we got this nice facility here, the Bell Gaming Center, and now we have like streaming rooms as you see I'm in right now. Um, we still have the same setup from the from the L5 house, but it's just way different because we have so much access to things like gyms, like for the Toronto Argonauts. Um, 
their their facility where they train and things that we have access to that so and it's right like oh, next wow. door yeah and so we, we we have access to gyms and at, at the bell five i really didn't i i would have to take an uber or like a 10 15 minute drive but now you can walk and i have access to a gym in my apartment as well so it's really no excuses for me to not be eating right and you know getting on track with my fitness especially getting up in this age man i i gotta watch what i eat now man it's, it's crazy oh, you're preaching to the choir you, man. man i used to be able to do anything i used to be able to eat whatever uh that changed real quick for me as i got closer and closer and now i'm mid-30s and uh yeah it's it's wild yeah. I, I i think i if i eat one pound of mcdonald's it turns into five pounds of fat it's wild yeah i don't know how the math works <laughs> I don't know how the matter I mean, is, but you, 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 you and Cook were always, you know, health focused. You guys were always finding ways to work out, even if it was just on the street. Yeah. I'd pull up to the Bell Five House, and you guys would be out there just, you know, sweating, like had just gone for a run, hooping, etc. So you've always, you always found a way, and and I agree, man. The Bell Five House, I mean, those memories, like some of that content that we shot there, like you know, I'll always cherish those memories. I got a feeling someday I'm going to be like 50 years old and in that part of the city, uh, and I'm just going to like roll past the house and just you know, have a look at it for for old time's yeah. sake, but. But this is leveling up. This is where the industry has been heading, and and we knew that for years, even when we were in the Bell Five House, right? It's just, man, like sure. the you know the costs of of doing everything that we did this year, you know, they're they're pretty significant, and so it you know took a little while, had to get the organization yeah. into a certain place financially, I think, you know, in order to be able to make those investments. Uh, and it's funny you mentioned the Toronto Argos gym. Uh, so for those of you who are listening from the States who don't know the Toronto Argos is the CFL team, the Canadian football league team uh, that MLSE, the parent company for Raptors uprising also owns and operates. And uh, yeah, they're right there in Liberty village where the facility is um, who, so we got this note uh, in our notes preparing for this conversation, who mm-hmm. puts in more work at the gym, you or saint. We hear that that is a, a heated debate. See, the thing is, I'm, I'm going to say me, <clears throat> uh, you know, we have witnesses. Yeah. Kale gets his work in also, so he's he's at the gym. But uh, Saint, he's a more, ch- I guess he's a big talker. You know, he chats more. So <laughs> if you listen to him, he'll hear how you convinced on. He's the man putting in the work, you know. But you know, get to get to know him, you'll know. All right, man, you just talking. So definitely myself. <laughs> nothing wrong with um, nothing wrong with like, keeping it a stack. But the thing is, like I. As long as he's showing up in the gym, that's that's a win for me. And exactly. I noticed, like going to the gym, if you have like a partner, like one person to go with, it makes it that much easier um, to go. Like that's why it was so easy for me and Cook to like go outside and maybe get up shots um, in front of the Bell Five House and then jog around the neighborhood um, down there. It's just when you have somebody to do it with, but you have you have to have a different type of motivation if you're doing it alone. No. It's funny. I uh, you may have talked, spoken to him too. I know Kev Franklin did, but uh, one of uh, the journalists, Stephen Long, who follows, uh, who's been kind of following Raptors Uprising since since the beginning, um, used to be with Sportsnet. Uh, now you know he's doing an mm-hmm. article right now for the for the Toronto Star. Uh, he interviewed me yesterday and was asking about you know why uh, we place in you know an emphasis you know in a in a video game you know in, in terms of preparing a video game team you know why do we place an emphasis on working out and eating right and man like. I can't stress for those of you listening, uh, you know, whether you're, you know, involved with a, a team operation or a player aspiring to, like, I cannot stress how important I think it is, you know, to make sure that the team is working out and you're, you're trying to help set them up for success with, you know, eating right. 
even for those guys who come in who don't have any experience doing it, because everyone goes through the same process. Like when you start working out, you just feel really, really good. And Kenny, as you mentioned, like you can't have success in the 2K League. And from my experience, you know, a dozen plus esports in any esport, if the team isn't vibing. And man, when everybody on the team feels better than they did before they came into the season, just because they physically feel better, you know, working out releases those endorphins makes you happier. The effect that that actually has on the chemistry of the team is like really hard to underestimate or to understate, um, to overstate, I should say, you know, and, and, you know, similarly, like get, getting to bed early, right? Like, man, it is to focus and play a game at the level that you guys need to play at for as many hours as you need to play for like a practice block, you know, you need to be eating your Wheaties in the morning. You need to be getting your eight hours of sleep. Like all that stuff is so critically important. So, um, you know, again, it comes up all the time. Like part of the article, one of the first questions he asked was, you know, do you think, you know, gamers or esports pros are athletes? And, you know, I'm really not hung up on this like definition of athletes to me, like an athlete is someone who competes in athletics, right? With, you know, I don't consider video games to be athletic. So I think this label of athlete is, it, 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 it's, it doesn't make any sense and it, and it doesn't matter to me. You know, it, it doesn't devalue at all what, what pro gamers are doing. But at the same time, I do think that being athletic, you know, to whatever your personal level of, of athleticism is, you yeah. know, is a huge, huge help in being a pro gamer, right? Like literally if, if you're not a runner and you go do a one kilometer run, you are going to just be, re- you know, getting that blood flowing, your brain's going to be firing on all cylinders. You're going to be feeling good. You know, I think all that stuff is, is just critically important. Yeah. I, but you can, I, I, I vastly agree with that. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Phil, I mean, yeah, you yeah. know, we spoke about it earlier in the season of the podcast, right? Like you went through a crazy health transformation. I remember, you know, you're down a lot since, you know, when I first met you. So I know you're feeling 69 that 69 well. pounds, baby. Congratulations. Work. That's huge. That's hard I do. did it all. Thank you. I did it all without Adderall too. Just hard work. Like you said, <laughs> in a, in a good diet, which you guys can uh, partake in as well. It's pretty simple. You can send a Twitter DM to Raptors GC on Twitter. Obviously use the phrase Uber Eats. Kenny season three MVP will send the first three people a $25 Uber Eats gift card. So you can uh, chow down during some good uh, food during the next podcast or your next workout. Even if you want, that's open to those Canadian listeners. So enjoy that, my guys. That's my co-host. Yeah. Perfect segue. Literally perfect. Other than the guests, my favorite part of doing this podcast is finding and seeing how Phil is going to work in the sponsor plugs when I'm not even thinking about him. (laughs) So that's why we pay him the big bucks for this. I'm just here. I never, I never take any days off uh, in that regard. Um, now, uh, Kenny, I know you said you guys didn't have obviously like the, the the best season, but I mean, it had to feel kind of cool to see one of like the OGs finally take home a, a big win there. I, I saw the Pistons getting the trophy in the three v three, you know, led by Raymo. That was pretty sick uh, to watch. Like as as someone from like the you know the old school uh, vet class here in the two K league, uh, is it cool to see that? Because you know, like it's still very possible uh, for for you uh, OGs to get the job done. No, it's always cool to see, man, especially somebody who works as hard as uh, Ramo. I can't say he puts the work in and a testament to what what he's, what he done. He's, he's a champion now, you know. Um, I know people are going to try to take it away because it's 3v3 and all, but he, he, was, he was playing for, I don't know how much the prize pool was, and they came out Maybe. on top. And I, was, and I was telling, like, my teammates, I'm like, man, it's just something about their lineup with their inside big in 3v3, man. It's just, like, it does something to me. But I think um, we tried it, but I was on point guard. And I, I probably had a bad series on it. And I guess Kevin Sam was like, nah, maybe this isn't it. But, you know, 
Um, I, I knew that three that, that lineup in three v three with the inside big. I, I knew that was it, and they went yeah. on there and won it. You know, so yeah, like my guy Ramo, he works his tail off, and it's always good to see like the OG. Uh, either, if it's making the All Star game, we'll get first, second team. You want to see them do well. Ramo is just one of those competitors. You know, he's he's easy to root for because you just like he oozes competitiveness and like he's able to talk trash, but you respect it because it's always like about the competition. You know, it's always about the game. Uh, our our first experience, remember Kenny back in season one. Uh, so again, walk down memory lane, like back in the beginning mm -hmm. of season one, we didn't even have a practice mode. So if you wanted to, to scrimmage 2K league build, you had to do like inner team, like 3v3 friendlies when we were only playing five on five. And then there was even like two AI on the court on each team at that point as well. So the only way to get like real 5v5 reps was to go and like physically boot camp. Uh, and so we, you know, again, talking about our, our humble roots, you know, years before we had private condos and a whole Bell Gaming Center, um, you know, I remember <laughs> we hopped in a rental van, drove, stayed in like the bud most budget motel on the side of the highway, uh, but we had yeah. this amazing boot camp with the Pistons. And uh, that was the the boot camp. We played like 32 scrims in 24 hours, and uh, we figured out our lineup, and and then that's what you know sent us on the kind of the Cinderella run from the bottom of the standings, like right up into the fourth seed and into the playoffs. Um, but it was that was my first time meeting Ramo. Um, you know, and back then there were no, no teams were putting out content about their players. Like other than the draft night, you really didn't know anything about any of these personalities. And yeah, uh, so yeah. you know, Ramo made an impression that that meeting. You know, he was just like that loud voice, like front and center, shaking everyone's hands. You know, talking you know trash with adam rubin uh and you know he just made it made an impression on me so yeah likewise i'm also glad to see him find some success this year and speaking of that team and that win what's your, what's your take on ant's uh interview did you see that uh honestly i didn't even i didn't even see the interview but i heard that he like he, he mentioned like some of his biggest haters or his biggest he um, went at everyone he went at everyone he went at all you know everyone in the community the players who doubted him who talked trash about him the knicks for trading him like he just went at everyone <laughs> i love it yeah i mean i love it too to be honest i gotta say love, i love it i love it yeah. one thing about him like um i know it's like it's been a lot of things on his name um i've never seen anything on so i i can't tell if it's like true or not but one thing you gotta like about um, Ant is he's a competitor and he's gonna compete with and against whoever. And you gotta love that fight. And I seen him like trash talking. Um, he he don't back down, you know. And that's that's what you want from guys in this league if it's gonna uh, be successful. It's good for sports. It's good for esports. I, I love that stuff. I hate when the leagues try to like curb that stuff. You know what I mean? Like coming, you know, from my years with Luminosity and Call of Duty, like that's what made Call of Duty like so fun. You know, I, I hate when they try mm -hmm. to kind of you know, sugarcoat things and suppress, you know, the banter and stuff that, like bro. that. I think that just, yeah, you need it. Shows it. off you the need personality, it. like. Yeah, for sure. Totally. It's We've great. talked about this before. Look at the most viral moments in 2K League history, you know? It's like, it's the, the almost fight over the stage, you know, in New York and, and stuff like that, you know? Uh, that I don't want to see anyone ever physically fight over pro esports, but <laughs> I do like, you know, when, when the... When the antagonism is there, you know, when it's, when it's antagonistic and competitive and everyone's talking trash to each other. I love that stuff. Nothing wrong with showing some passion. That's all. That's the way I look at it. Nothing wrong with showing some real passion. Who do you keep up with? Like Pat, like I, I love when I tune into the stream and I see like all these like Raptors Uprising alumni. Like obviously that's, um, you know, there is a little bit of cause and effect, but also, you know, a result of the fact that we would sort of draft still trill players. Um, and I think, you know, we had some success when we were doing that. Um, 
you know, and just talking about some of the struggles we had, you know, at a game this season, obviously we had to trade a really talented player in dime just because there, you know, there were some issues, you know, outside of the game um, and, and not his fault necessarily, but, you know, that was like the one move we could do that could kind of you know squash a couple things that were going on. Um, yeah. But, you know, I love that. You know, what, what are your thoughts? So for, first of all, like, let's talk about Raptors alumni, like who you keep up with. And then second of all, you know, as we look to the future and obviously need to make some changes because it just, you know, didn't work out well this season, you know, would you go back to that route of trying to, you know, draft from the, the community of people who play together in the off season, like, you know, this, the extended still trill network who, uh, you know, where there is that chemistry and you know that there's going to be, you know, that out of game, um, you know, connection. Yeah. Me personally, um, I would, but only if, if those guys are, are putting in the work and they're worth it. You know, um, I just wouldn't draft anyone off the soul. The fact of it's my friend or I just play with him, um, I play with him every day. And, I, like like you said, man, I think that chemistry really means something. It it's, it's just something for like your teammates, like for you to know their motive, for them to like believe in you when you're you're running the show. When I was point guard, like season three, you know, I had I had Cook like right there, and he one guy who always believed in me, and and Jerry also. Like when when he first got here, our pick and roll chemistry it it was kind of trash because. He, he don't talk much when he's playing. I don't talk much. So we kind of trying to go off the field of um, what we're trying to do, you know, so that, that didn't help. But, like, the more we played, the more he understood, like, what I wanted and where I wanted to be. And I think Jerry was happy as long as I was hitting him, like, coming up the court. Like, he liked touching the ball, you know. So that's when we start, when our chemistry um, get out, went, went up at the roof. But uh, I definitely, you know, keep up with, Josh, Josh is one of my favorite teammates. Um, uh, Doza, you know, he I keep up with him. Slim, all the guys. To be honest, um, Detox is he's doing his thing um, down. He moved down to Florida. Um, you know, not Yusuf, he's still in the league. He's having success with one of the best teams uh, in the two K league right now, in the Seventy uh, Sixers. But um, Trey, he, he moved. He moved to Texas. Oh no! And uh, yeah, he moved. He moved from Arkansas, so he's in a bigger, bigger state. Um, so yeah, most definitely, because I kind of take pride on when I when I throw the word like brother around there, um, around, and I, I actually feel that way. And yep, I guess it was easier because we was in the Bell Five. We was living in the same house, so but for six months, and you know you can love and hate each other. It was a lot, a lot of like love hate relationship. Gonna, it's gonna grow on you. The pressure it, cooker, it, yeah, it's a pressure cooker. Yeah, but at the end of the day, everybody want to win and everybody want to kind of look good um, doing it. And um, I was actually texting Quay like yesterday. He posted some on Instagram. Now it's messing with him, but it's always laughs and giggles um, when I talk to, uh, to Quay. But, um, but we yeah. had Quay on, man. I, I wish Quay yeah, he's committed to. I wish he kept committed to doing the content stuff that he that he keeps telling me he's gonna do. Because man, he has the potential. But you know, as we've talked about in previous podcasts, like it doesn't happen by making you know one, two, three, four, five videos. It's like you got to be steady nah, with it, right? Not nah, definitely. Huh. You got to be something that I guess kind of natural. I would say because growing up, I wasn't you know walking around recording everything, bringing my phone out like. So I had to like adapt to like the social media, social media thing. Like I really wasn't uh, when my I remember when MySpace first came up. I was in um, high school, I want to say, or or maybe junior high. But 
I really didn't, you know, get on the MySpace wave until like late, and then Facebook was coming around. Then I started doing that like after I almost graduated like high school, and it was kind of like a whole new world to me. So I can I can imagine um, how easy it is for kids nowadays because you know they're working iPads at one years old now, unlocking phones and things, and it's just amazing. To, like. They're what used to broadcasting it, everything, right? Going. Yeah. And I was gonna say, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like sure. second nature. And it, I mean it's the way though. Like you get on TikTok, man, you can record your daughter doing her taking her first steps and it it, it may go viral. And you know, exactly. that's all you need is a couple of views and and you can take off in the social media world. Yeah, this whole creator world is is just getting going, that's for sure. But undoubtedly, Quay has the potential and, and you know, echoing your sentiment, shout out Josh, because uh, he's definitely one of the, the best dudes that, you know, I had the pleasure of, of managing and, you know, coaching. Uh, not that I'm a 2K coach, but, you know, in that role with Rappers Uprising, the, he, he was just a, a great dude, Very, raised right. You know, I've spoken to his mom a couple of oh, times sure. and I told her, I told her, like, she did a great job with that kid because he's just a good dude. Sure. Uh, one thing I, I really wish you got another shot at the league to be honest like yeah. i don't know if he ever really got like because he was and he was sorry to cut you off kenny but he was just like always the utility guy like whatever we needed he would move into that position you know what i mean so like i just feel like he never really got and he always he like missed the good season you know and it's like he just he kept getting these opportunities when we yeah. were like struggling and like never really got to settle into a position on a team that was clicking and like i think because of his coachability because of you know what he brings to a team outside of the game and all that like i really think he's someone that could be an asset to a team that's kind of like better built for success than the years you know when he was here with us yeah i don't i don't think we've seen the last of him um i'm i'm actually going to be playing with him coming up it's uh it's off season he's going to be we're going to put a team together me and nice. josh and i always have to get on him about his confidence man he he just got to have that confidence and believe in himself. Um, and he, he can be one of those one of those blue guys if you know if if he had that confidence. I hundred percent agree. I mean, you know, he'll remember this probably in a negative light. But remember when we were in Orlando or whatever was it the ticket? And anyway, he called for the ball. Remember, beast move. Yeah, he ends up knocking down that buzzer beater and, and eliminates yeah. us. But you know, the fact that he called for the ball, like you like that was why I brought him back. I was like, man, like he was clicking. He was having a great game. He was locking him up and he, and you know, it, no, sorry, he didn't call for the ball. He called to defend, uh, yeah, he called you know, to defend on the inbound. Like everybody, let me get, let me get beast move. Everybody, everybody knew what the Warriors go-to play was. So they, yep. they, we knew what his go-to play was and the hit they was going to call beast move on a quick, like midi deck. Cause that's what yep. he'd been doing. That was, that's what he was making his money off of doing that season yep. but uh yeah josh knew it was coming he called he, he wanted to switch um with me which i, I would have got a stop on it but that's another story but yeah <laughs> it, been, it might have been a different result but again <laughs> ju just just the fact that these move got the space and got the bucket and eliminated us like, yeah, that wasn't the nah, point the point was is like nah, i saw him developing as a player his confidence yeah, right he sure. was he was he would old josh never would have called for that you know what i yeah, mean and sure. that was he why i was up. like we need to give this guy another season to develop yeah you know he stepped up and he wanted to live. He wanted to, to live with it being him. If we lose this game, it's gonna be because I didn't get that stop. Or if we are gonna win this game, it's because I got that stop. And like he, he took on that challenge. So you're right. Um, it's that Michael Jordan quote, right? Yeah. I don't know it by heart, yeah. but you know something along the lines of I, I win because I've failed so many times. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like you, sure. you can't learn how to win unless you're willing to step up and take those chances and, and fail exactly. and then get better as a result, right? I've experienced that in right. my own career, you know? 
100%. We've talked about that before, but like just taking leaps of faith in my 20s. Like I didn't know what I didn't know and I knew I didn't know what I didn't know. But I was like, the only way I'm going to learn is if I just go do it. I'm going to throw myself into the deep end. And, you know, like I said there earlier, pressure makes diamonds, right? Speaking of the yeah. off season, so you're going to be playing with Josh. Uh, what what yeah. you've moved around, you know, one, the two, you know, you, we, we, we kind of all know you could play just about anywhere. You could be a lock. It was yeah. even talks potentially if you try and center. But so what, what are you thinking? What's your focus on in 2K23? I'm going to be playing point guard um, for sure starting, starting off. And I'm going a, I'm to a lock in at, at that position like, the whole year. And I'm going to be playing in, like, more more tournaments. Um, I, I kind of stopped playing. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I was I was playing PG. Uh, we made it far in in this WR um, tournament. I think we made it to, like, Final Four. And we got, like, forfeited. And I was kind of upset of how, how they – they, they did their business and I kind of like stopped playing for a while, which um, I can't let that happen anymore. But yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm a lock in at PG. I'm glad to hear it, man. I, I, you know, we know the season you had all your success. I was like, you know, when you were on your grind, your first one to hit legend, all that. Like, I just, you know, I know it's hard to motivate, you know, some of the 2K league, you know, community to do yeah. this uh, in the offseason but i think an active offseason is just like critically important you know you could have success and some people do have success without having an active offseason but i mean man that is like something that is within your control like you no doubt you're increasing your chances of having a successful 2k league season if you have a busy offseason you know what i mean if you're active not for sure and then especially like playing playing point guard uh, in the offseason like controlling your whole team you, you get better the game management <clears throat> and um you, you find out what works you, you find out what works for you and it's it's a good thing that we we have guys like Sam Fam now who who's gonna give you all right, Kenny. You're successful when you're doing this move right here, or the defense is um is good at taking away, or this 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 guy's weakness. And um, I have it's no doubts in my mind with, with that behind me, and me being a confident player I am. And if I get those reps, the better I get. And um. And you need that with the way the 2K is going these days. You don't know what game you're going to get. But exactly. if you have those reps, you'll be prepared for anything. And I also got to get more reps on PlayStation, man. We, man, we was dominating when we was on, on PC. Even at the end of that first year, uh, we, we, shoot, we thought we had a chance to win the finals. You know, we was the hottest yep. team in the league. Yes, sir. But yeah. Um, even season two i mean our record in season two does not yeah, truly represent our same. team when you were at the one no no disrespect to yeah. doza love the guy great great dude oh, um yeah. and doza was like a like a, a scrimmage or like a practice god you know what i mean like every week yeah. our practices like you know uh, we talked about the story before but like you and ogi would like have an intervention with me and be like listen we know you said kenny's at the one but like we're looking really good with those at the one in practice and i'd be like all right i've heard this one before and then it just wouldn't work out and then when we would put you in at the one we would have success so i really think that that season two team uh you know had more potential we just kind of screwed the draft up and just didn't you know we didn't we didn't draft people specialized in specific positions and so there was so much question about like who should be where yeah. and we just played around a little bit too much you know what i mean but i think we were we were a great team and i agree man like the the, the differences the fine motor differences between the two controllers like it's important you know what i mean sure. like there's just you know I, if i were you i would just exclusively play playstation i know you're an xbox guy your your friends are on xbox it's probably not going to happen but uh you know if i were a 2k league player and just trying yeah. to like maximize my chances of success i'd just be exclusively using that, that playstation controller in the off season definitely definitely more playstation 
Well, Ken, just from a timing perspective, so it's uh, what day of the week is it? Wednesday. Uh, we're, right, you know, this weekend is uh, the five v five final, so this is going to come out probably after the final. So we'll have uh, we'll know whether your take ended well uh, or not. But Prediction. you know, what kind of predictions do you have? Oh, kind of predictions you have for this weekend? Um, I've been saying it. I I really can't count the Wizards out. It's just something about them when the, the lights on. They know how to win. Um, we know they don't have like the best guards or anything, but the way they play defense, they 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 play mistake free, and they make other teams pay. Uh, so I really can't count them out. Six is a real scary team. Do y'all want me to just get y'all who I think gonna win? Yeah, it yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, do you analyze however you will analyze. But yeah, man, uh, six is a tough team. You can't count the Timberwolves out. They've been. They've been great uh, all season long. Um, but if I have to take one team... Six, on the Sixers, on the Sixers, Kenny, before you give us your final prediction, what, do you think they would have been worse if the trade they had tried to do had gone through? Yeah, uh, for sure. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I think. Not that bad. I don't think they like drop off that bad, but because you had like, two of the best guards in, in the league, and get straight maybe the maybe the best point guard right now in 630 you know he's the he's the top player in this league um just crazy how that uh that all went down you know like trade before the tournament win the tournament find out there's a trade and then the trade blows up because the team they were trading with didn't actually have the assets available and you know continue to go on and have all that success no no man you got crazy yeah it's something about jeff man you got to get a guy you got to tip your hat to him he he, I do. He knows what he's doing over there. <laughs> he 100% knows, he knows what, he's what he's doing he's over doing. there. Yeah. It uh, is hard. Yeah, and, you know, to have, to have consistent success and to have so many different teams. Like, it's not like he's had consistent success with just the exact same nucleus. You know what I mean? Like, he had success with Radiant. He's had success post-Radiant. Yeah. Like, he definitely is, even, you know, that even guy. From, even from having Radiant and having success with him, like, maybe Radiant, he didn't want to be there or something happened. But, you know, you don't try. You don't trade guys like that with that much talent. But. He was he was so smart with it that he knew he had a, a guy in that was in Dre that was coming in that was, okay this guy's just gonna be just as good as Radiant um, and you know he got rid of him drafted Dre and he's right back um, competing competing at a high didn't level miss a step. didn't even miss a step and and it's crazy but I've never seen he, anyone work the trade market he, like Jeff either not to expose yeah, your secrets Jeff him. but I caught I caught on to you real quick. <laughs> Jeff yeah. would just message you and basically say everything's on the table, and he just wanted to hear what what you know what was on the table. So you're thinking like, ooh, radiance on the table, you know. So then you're like, right. well, okay, under these circumstances, but then he yeah. just knows like who's who's actually unmovable and who's movable, right? Yeah, I, I think I caught I on pretty he, quick, and after a while, I stopped. I think saying, what yeah, he Jeff, does you know, is, man, he got to be telling he got to be telling his players, all right, guys, you might hear something, um, but you, I'm, I'm not <laughs> you're my guy, well, it, like, right? you're, you're not going anywhere. <laughs> like he probably told them ahead of time, like you're not going anywhere. So if you hear these rumors, like, you know, just ignore them or whatever the case may be. That's just, just me working. But, um, yeah, sorry to expose your secrets, you know, Jeff. So, but So now so now we hear rumors about, all right, man, this guy, this say Kenny's on the block. Now I hear that. Now I'm thinking, like, man, like, now I'm coming to my management team, like, y'all, y'all trade me? What's going on? Like, so he can play those those games um, with teams, and they probably have a mental effect on, you know, it may get them the competitive advantage. Yeah, um, exactly. But yeah, for sure. I can't count the sixes out, man. But I'm a, I'm a, I'm a go with the Timberwolves. I'm a, I'm a go with the Timberwolves coming out the West. 
and I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the Wizards um, coming out coming out the East. That'd be a good finals. It's gonna be tough in the West. Potentially got, three like, rings for Dave Fry in the game. I think the Lakers, two rings for the Lakers, like a dark horse team. Like I think you got to watch out for them because they can when they're hooping, they can be scary. Yeah, it's man, it's interesting how different things shook out than you know what we were theorizing in in the off season, right? It's it's definitely a bit of a bit of been a bit of an eye opening season. And oh, oh, I don't know if you guys heard that. My doorbell just rang. Nah, you know what that yeah. means, Phil. Eleven and zero, Phil. Eleven and zero. Hold on, I've been glancing over at my app, and they're still twelve minutes away. This is pathetic. Oh man! Well, shout out Uber Eats hooking me up with my uh, with my uh, what are they called again? (laughs) Short beef beef ribs. What are they called? Something like that. Um, It's called food that that you have, and I don't. (laughs) Beef short ribs. Uh, Looking forward to eating this. That might be cheating, man. He might he might have had that on the table, right? the whole time. I don't know, bro. So he got something different, man. My Uber <laughs> Eats is always delicious, but sometimes the guys around I got the Uber Pass, man. Fair, Maybe it's the I Uber mean, Pass. I'm getting priority I mean, delivery. Cali, to be so... fair, you know, traffic. I ordered around lunchtime for Maybe a lot of these businesses, traffic. It, it, that's that's on me. I'll, I'll accept uh, the blame for that. Uh, I know we're about to wrap, but I do have one more question for you, Kenny. Do you still mm-hmm. have one more MVP season in you, bro? I think I do. Uh, yeah? Uh, for sure. You, you haven't seen the end of me, you know. Um, I think I can get another MVP MVP year in. It's just I got to lock in and and get to that PG and stop procrastinating. I'm going to be rooting for you. That's Let's have a big offseason. I want to see Kenny. And, so hold on, last question. Would Josh be at the two if you guys play together? Or what would he play, small forward? What would you have him? Um, Josh, he, he's a smart guy. So he, he know what position in the league that, he probably can, you know, excel in and make it in. And I think it's going to be power forward. Um, power forward, yeah. Yeah, because most most teams have point guards, shooting guards, centers, you know, lockdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I think it would be that power forward. Well, man, I would love to see you and Josh on some winning box scores from some big offseason tournaments this year. So lock in and uh, I'll be rooting did. for you. Appreciate it. Yeah, Appreciate man, 100%. It yeah, man. Kenny, thank you so much for taking the time to join us here for our Raptors 2K podcast brought to you by Uber Eats. This was episode uh, number 11. It was certainly a banger. So thanks, everybody, for watching. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. We'll see you on the next one. Take care.